Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Eli Silverman. I'm coming to you live and direct from the Soton studio. And it's Cheap Show, the show you love to love. And who's the other host? Yes, that's right. It's Paul Gannon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cheap Show, episode 25, where the topics are cheap and so are the laughs. Just as a as a witty aside, yeah. um, I'd just like to mention, if you ever go to the bathroom after Eli's taken a poo, I reckon you give it half an hour, because, oh boy, is it an eye stinger. Oh, your fog mist, your arse mist is acidic. Oh, what? So my poo smells like the rest of humanity. Sorry. No. Oh, sorry. I'll get those tablets that you can get in Japan that make it smell of flowers Please for you. Please do. They're actually... Yeah, I'll do that for you, Paul. Yeah. I'll There's do actually that. a place you can go to that has that, you know. Yeah, I know. Here we go. There's a place you can go to to buy pills that improves the smell of your fart. It's a, a website called Pilupet, P-I-L-U-L-E-P-E-T.com, right? Right. Uh, let me just read out uh, what it says on the website, okay? The official site for the pill that makes your flatulence smell like roses. Uh, during a copious dinner, Christian... Point Chevel said to himself it would be far more appropriate to be able to fart without bothering his neighbours. After much research with a laboratory and many, many tests, the fart pill saw the light of day. Since then, the number of press articles cannot be counted and numerous TV shows have invited their favourite inventor on a regular basis. Luton Marlin, who's the guy who's the inventor of this uh, prestigious pill, says, We were at a table with friends after a copious meal when we nearly asphyxiated ourselves with our smelly farts. What, you're sitting there with your friends and you just fart? Gassing off, yeah. You, you're rude. The Hold gas, it in. The gas wasn't that great for our table neighbours, so something had to be done about this. You could disguise the sound of a fart, but not the stench. Yeah, or you could just leave the room and you do it when you're in the loo, like, you know, people who have some fucking respect. There are four types you can buy. One will cost you 18 euros. It's just the simple pill. It makes your stinky human farts smell like roses, apparently. Okay, roses. There is a Christmas edition that makes your farts smell like chocolate. Uh, it says here, for humans, totally natural remedy for stinky farts, now with a chocolate aroma. <laughs> <laughs> there is a St. Valentine's Day ginger fart pill. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is it? The first? What is the first natural aphrodisiac everyone thinks about? Well, here it is, combined with our unique formula. <laughs> Totally natural remedy for human stinky farts with a zest of all-purpose ginger. May your sweetheart feel your love. (laughs) And finally, finally, fart powder for dogs that stink. (laughs) It's for dogs that fart. Are you tired of rolling down the car windows during long trips with a dog in your car? Now for a day-to-day solution to stinky stools and farts. Woof. (laughs) That cost you 25 euros. Well, it must last for a while. I mean, it can't just be one dose. Uh, I don't know. See, well, I, I am sceptical yeah. of the efficacy yeah. of these so-called mm. fart-neutralising products. Yes, you, you're you know, right they say to roses, Yeah, and it's probably like the stink of shit with some roses. Do you know what I mean? Or an eggy woofter with a slight tinge of ginger, Tin, yeah. making it even more disgusting yeah. in a way. Like, you know? like, basically, what they're saying is we'll make you fart like your nan. A combination of eggs and Palmer Violet sweets. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh dear. But they have got a word from their lab which explains the uh, flatulence uh, process and how it's decomposing material, fermenting. Uh, gases are new, usually low odour, but constipation can make farts become more fragrant. And then they talk about all the things that are in their pill, which breaks down the smells. Well, there you go. Well, apparently, there you go. We're, we're fools. I want to do a test of yeah. that on this show. We need to do that. 
we need to test these products. I can't imagine anything fucking worse than me and you sitting in this, <laughs> eating eggy, beefy meals. Eggy, beefy meals. Eggy, beefy meals, what, yeah. Like egg and beef? Yeah, egg and beef bean burrito, <laughs> right? An egg and a burrito? Yeah, uh. yeah, because the beef will set me off, mate. Will if it? I have a big beef meal... That sets you off. It's going to pay a lot of people a lot of problems. You go to full alarm. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Um, so uh, I've never discovered what sets me off. Life. No, life sets your farts yeah. off. Basically, they're always bad. Isn't your diet of non-stop kebab eating the reason why your I, farts I, and I, arsehole I sounds take awful? Issue. I take issue with that. Yeah? I have maybe one kebab a week. Apparently you had it last night then. <laughs> because, oh boy, howdy. Pooey, stinky you. Look, how is that going to help me get laid or help the show? Mate, if the f- you start the show by going, Christ, Eli just laid a log stunt. <laughs> how are we going to get more respect? There for might what be we're women doing? into it. There might be women going, please, Eli, I sell me your to, bottle I don't want farts. To, I do not want to be with a woman who wants to smell my farts. Oh, can you send me a pair of your squirted out jockstrap pants? <laughs> squirted out? Yeah, I know. You're, you're going verbiage salad. Yeah, I know, a little bit. Uh, dirty little runions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, there might be a woman listening to this going, oh, Eli, I want you to fart right in my nose. No, but I don't like that. I don't like it. What if a woman was perfect, absolutely perfect for you, but she had one kink, and that kink was for you to press your dirty butthole right up against their nose and squirt out a blast of ass gas? Uh, I think I can deal with that, actually. Yeah? But yeah, I mean, it's not something... Dressed as a Nazi. <laughs> no. All right, I'm fine. <laughs> I found the line. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to Cheap Show. So you you were going to start off today's show with some life hacks. Yes. It's about time you've delivered some content to this show. Yeah, I've got some content. All right. So over to Eli. Now Do we have a jingle. No, not yet. Can we think of one? Eli's no, life it's, it's hacks. Cut, but the, 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 the title of this yeah. occasion, new occasional segment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Called Cut Price Life Hacks. Cut Price Life Hacks. And what Paul's going to look for some music now? I think maybe. Anyway, so. Uh, life hacks, you know, basically are these tips for, you know, living your life better. Like, you know, they're stupid ones, aren't they? Like, you know, those containers for ketchup you get in fast food restaurants. Just open them out. Open them out a bit more. Yeah. Like, it's not a hack. I'm not, not hacking at all, my no. life. You know, I haven't gone behind. Welcome to the Intuit QuickBooks Jingle Generator. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, First, it. select your business type. All right. Okay. Can't find your business type on the list. No problem. Just click the small business option and we'll cut a special track just for you. Let's rock. Wow. <laughs> this this is a website called Jingle My Generator. My jingles are smooth as silk. Right. Tommy silk. What do you want? Arts and entertainment, nightlife, beauty and what spa. What did he just say? Tummy silk? Something like that. What's he on about? Medical, legal, travel, small business, retail shopping. What do you want? Hey, Linda, can you get the band ready? And I don't care if they all don't have matching sunglasses this time. Oh, that's oh. just not funny, man. Let's, let's do art and entertainment. Right, here we go. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time to make your jingle your own by adding a little company information. There are two easy options. You do it yourself, oh. or we'll do it for you. Let's do it ourselves. I'll be around the studio. Rock on. God, he's really annoying me. Right, no, he's really write annoying it, me I'm now. I'm write cool. it down. Biz name. Uh, business name is what? Cut price, life hacks. Cut price, life hacks. I'm typing this in. Business phone number. Oh one eight. Hey, Mr. Silver. Do you want the light beams over here or over there? Right. Listen, Mush. You talk to Linda, then Linda talks to me. That's how it works. This is very confusing. Business address: Dos House Five. 
Oh my god, what are the special effects on this fucking Hello? thing? Right, I'm turning it down for a bit. Business address, 5 Smith Street. All right, web address, uh, www.cutprice.org. <laughs> right, okay. Here we go. Right, let's I'm see. Tommy Silk. Right, shut up, Tommy Silk. Tommy Silk, not Tommy Silk. Uh, that's his name, Tommy right, Silk. preview right. jingle. Is that it? Yeah. That's it? The website's... Is that it? Yeah. That's lame. Is that it? It's lame. That was our jingle. Now it's time to... Why is it working? Let's make it stop. Uh, That's shit. That was <laughs> such a fucking letdown. After all that... Who hadery... <laughs> right, should we get on with the segment then, Paul, now? I guess. Have you like, finished asking around and, like, uh, trying to subvert my authority? I guess. I was just... I was looking yeah? forward to okay. the jingle. Well, I'll start again, yeah? Okay? Yeah. Right. Now... I'm sorry. It's all right. Just let me... Yeah? Yeah. Okay? I'm really sorry about that. I thought that was going to go somewhere real fun. But no, it's not fun. That guy is not fun. No, you're right. It's the opposite of fun. I'm sorry, man. It was bullshit. All right, I'm sorry. I'll step back. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new occasional segment today. I really feel bad about this. Uh, just stop interrupting me. We've got a new occasional segment today, and it is yeah. Eli's Cut Price Life Hacks. So, a lot of people have life hacks. A lot of them are very stupid. So I've thought... <laughs> are they? Yes. Why? Well, they're just things like, uh, you put the straw in the thing and the can and it holds the straw in place when you're drinking a Coke. Rather than use your fingers, hold this paper clip and a piece of plastic yeah, band. Yeah, What a load of wank. You know, just eat the flipping sandwich. But I'm going to come up with, in this segment with some very useful and money-saving life hacks. All right, good. Uh, okay, first one. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. This is going to be a bit of a revelation for people, so get ready. Okay. You never... Have to buy toilet paper again. Why? It's available everywhere. Is it? Yeah. Everywhere you go, what? there's toilets. There's, it's full of toilet paper. No one's guarding it. So what you were just saying, go into open For, everywhere you go. toilets? Everywhere you go, just just grab wads of it everywhere. Well, hang on. What about if you go to like a tube station and it's like 30p to get in? You're still paying that 30p to go in there. But and don't nick it from there. So go nick it from places where you don't have to pay for a Like pee. where you work. Okay. So, yeah. What about what about pubs? Pubs? Can, is there anything else you can use instead of toilet paper? Co- maybe coffee shops. Coffee shops, yeah. Yeah, napkins. Napkins are a great su- solution. So, napkins are in, are essentially just toilet paper which hasn't been rolled up. Yeah, but napkins don't have the same kind of grasping technology to really clean out the bunghole. They do because they're too smooth. They're kind of plasticated or something. Well, don't napkins. go for those. No, the, the the choice is yours. But you never have to buy toilet paper again. Wow. Okay. You probably should, though, because no. I don't think you should depend on... No, but uh, this is my life hack. What What are you trying to... Why? I'm why should say, you? I'm trying to say that of all the things to save money on, I think stuff that is quite important to clean your bottom, uh, she should spend money on. No. You can get decent toilet with aloe vera for like it's, a quid now. Well, you don't want to spend a quid. It's just bum wad, isn't it? It's just it's, bum paper. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's just maybe bu- don't we're, steal We're going to present a unified front on this The toilet paper thing. that they have here is like tracing paper. Well, don't nick it from here. Find a good place to nick it from and then go there. I hate toilet paper with no purchase. You know what I mean? Like, you, you Yeah, sp- but you're thinking about a different type of purchase. I'm just saying you will do not purchase it. Yeah. 
but then find some stuff with some good grips and purchase. But what would you recommend is good toilet paper substitute? You haven't thought this through. I'm not saying substitute. I'm saying actual bog roll. Yeah, but let's Nick just... it. Let's you don't say... have to pay for it. They'll let you go to the toilet anywhere. How this is sad. the hack. Shall I explain the hack to you, yeah? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, I get the hack. It's Monday. You get it, do yeah. you? Yeah. Go on, explain it to me. It's Monday. Yeah. That's I've... a great explanation. <laughs> Shut up. Holy Stop shit. interrupting That's me. That's the best explanation ever. It's, it's Monday. Yeah. Oh, I've done a body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm at work. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to visit the loo. I've got the grumblies. Yes. Oh, I'll bring my rucksack into the loo. Right. Oh, look, here are some rolls of toilet paper. Right. I'll have those, and I'll use them at home to wipe my ass with, and I'll never pay penny one isn't for that, bog roll ever again in my isn't life. Isn't that company theft, though? It's like you're stealing from your company. You don't have to admit it to anyone, do you? Apart from the guy who comes in after you with the grumble on and then finds out there's no toilet well, paper. Well, don't take it all. Just take two rolls. But, don't stop trying to subvert. This is a great hack. All right. It's a great hack. All right, I'll take your word for it. I'm not completely sold. You never have to pay for bog roll again. But you should, I think. I think that's the one thing you probably Unless should Unless they've do. got one of those new fo- fangled one sheet at a time through a little sphincter. Have you seen those ones? Oh, I don't like them. Why? This is you have to, It takes ages to wad it up. Because right? you've got to pull it out and then pull it, yeah. you've got to pull it off and then unfold it yeah. out. Yeah. And, and then, then you've got another sheet. And then you've got to like fold it into the way you like yeah, best for yeah, your toilet yeah. paper manoeuvres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is quite. Do you know what that 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 thing is called? It's called a Loftus Pro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's Pro? How can you have? It's a difference. It's like an amateur league of bum yeah, wipers. Yeah, there is. There is. There's and they the, smear it all around. There's featherweight. <laughs> there's some featherweight. And then you've got the Pro, the Pro bum wipers. Pro. Yeah, and you know. It's like, oh right, get a Loftus because we're all pro ass wipers. Oh here. yeah, we got. Yeah, what you don't have Loftus? Oh mate, mate. You're not. You're doing you, it wrong. You're an amateur. Oh my god. Get out. Get out of the the toilet. The poo. Wipers Union Union Club for boys. So that's a stupid name for a silly machine. Yeah. Right. What's your second my... hack? Right, a second hack. Yeah, now, your second hack. A lot of people yeah. these days very concerned with their health, Paul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Stop looking at me like that. What? Resigned? Yeah. yeah. Go on. They're very concerned with their health and they go for healthy drinks. They do. Kale smoothies. Mm. Seaweed, orange, blended wraps. Yeah. Vegetable waters, basically. Yeah. Well... You don't have to pay for that. You don't have to pay for that. What no. you just—I don't know—climb up a guttering and slurp out the fucking rainwater. No, but that was next week. Um, go on. Say you're going to boil some cabbage. That's or, or some broccoli. You, you mentioned that, and funny enough, I'm doing that very thing tonight. What yeah. should I do with this boiled well, stuff? Well, you boil your cabbage. Yeah. Instead of pouring the water out, which I often do, put that water yeah aside. Okay. And then take it to work. You've got vegetable water. Oh. You've got cabbage water. It's That's full of gross. nutrients. It's not. It's just... It's lovely, lovely cabbage water. Oh, or broccoli mate. water, spinach water, whatever. Carrots. It's just water. Carrot. No, Flavoured water. It's, it's vegetable flavoured water. But it doesn't water. have the actual nutrients of that vegetable in that water, though, oh, does d- it? D- oh, doesn't it? Oh, doesn't it? I wouldn't have thought so. What? You put something in some water and heat it up and it doesn't release anything into the water? I think you're wrong there. Not to the same extent of having an actual smoothie made of nothing but pure Yes, but you're paying £4 a litre for that smoothie. And what are you paying for my hack? What are you paying for Eli's patented vegetable cabbage water, Paul? You still have to buy the cabbages. Yeah, but what are you paying for the water? Very little. Your rates depending on your water bill. That's my second life hack. Thank you, everybody. They're not very good. Well, you can't, you come up with some more then. All right, here's a life hack for you. What? Um, never have to eat again. All you got to do is not eat. 
just don't eat. You die. Oh, That's well, plainly stupid. Well, there you go. How is that in any way structurally similar saves money. to my, my vegetable water or saves bum money. roll one? It's not. Saves money. It you doesn't you'll fucking never save have to money. Eat again. What a great hack that is. You never have to eat again if you just don't eat. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you've liked this section and uh, it'll be coming back occasionally. Here's a good hack for you. Never break a sweat again by never leaving your house. Never, never, never have any exercise. What you've got to do is simply don't exercise. That is not the same as what I was saying. Yeah? No. I'm not impressed with this section. <laughs> well, it's the, every, every... Little acorns, Paul, yeah? Yeah? Little acorns. What do you do with them? They make, don't plant them. No. Your, your whole life hack is just don't do a thing. No, it's not. The vegetable water, you've got to cook the vegetables in oh. water, and then you've got the water. No, it is a good... Cut price chocolate. Just just go to, like, Thornton's and sniff the air outside. Mmm, yum. That's a good one. Is it? Yeah. It's not bad, actually. Yeah. You get the sensation of the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Because most taste get... is built on smell. Yeah. And then maybe just put, like, to... some bread in your mouth get, and get chew. A bit, yeah, get a bit of lard. Yeah. And then go next to Thornton's factory. Yeah. Sniff the chocolate and eat the lard. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, you're liking this section now. Well, it's growing on me. I can see the possibilities now. What's nah, com- shit. What? <laughs> What's coming up next? Well, let's find out. Right, so this next part of Cheap Show, you may notice the change of sound quality, and there is a long story to that. But basically, the section we're about to do, the Cheap Eat section, um, we're doing again because uh, I accidentally deleted the recording after we recorded it at our studio, and so it disappeared. So that's my fault. Sorry. Boo. Boo. So we're doing this over the Skype machine. So Eli's in London and I'm in Southampton. And uh, we're going to try and do as best we can our recollections and uh, retastings of the food we were sent. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan. Right. So we'll start off because this food was donated to us by a listener uh, simply called A.G. She wants to be, remain anonymous <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. But she did send a letter and it says, hi, Paul and Eli. These are the found. Yeah, say hello again. Hello. These were things in, found in various 99p stores, grocery stores and bodegas in Queens. In Manhattan, there are mainly slick and expensive groceries, but in Queens, it tends to be more dodgy and strange. You like dodgy and strange, don't you, Eli? That's my favourite two-word two combination in the English language. Excellent. I included the hot Cheetos because of an anecdote Eli said on a previous episode about the American school kids trading them like street drugs. They do this because they're not allowed in most schools. This is because kids usually eat them and then don't wash their hands and then they rub their eyes and the spicy powder burns their eyes. So now they're traded on playgrounds like street drugs. Enjoy. So the first thing she did send us were the Cheetos Hot Spicy. Now, they aren't the things you were talking about specifically, were they? No, they are slightly different to hot fries. Very similar. Yeah. Um, hot fries uh, made by Chester's. OK. Uh, when these, these were um, Cheetos. Yeah. Uh, Chester's is kind of a, a kind of copycat brand. I don't know what came first. Because you know that Cheetos have the ti- the lion or what? Was he a tiger? Well, I'd imagine he's a cheetah. Uh, yeah, yeah, cheetah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I thought he was called Chester. I right? thought that as well. You're right. I thought he was called Chester. But there's a whole brand called Chester's, which isn't Cheetos. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if someone can explain the tangled web of the whole Cheetos thing to me, you know. We'd, I'd be, we'd love I'd to be, hear it. There's actually I'd, a um, there's a forum on Reddit 
called knockoff brands and they talk about stuff like that a lot on that forum and it's great because you go in they put pictures up of these knockoff brands so instead of like light uh, mountain dew they call things like mountain lightning and it's the exact same color and it tastes like you know glow in the dark yeah. shit but i believe with like chesters and stuff that they've become quite established in their own right especially in the uh the hot fries market you know okay okay so what did you make then of the cheetos brand variety uh that is a Amongst my top snack in in the universe. Really? Yeah. You really enjoyed I, it? I really love it. It's uh, crunchy. Yeah. Cheesy. Yeah. And also has that fiery kick. Well, this I have got a crumb of it in my hand right now, left over from this recording. I'm going to take a little nibble of this crumb. And, have um, a nibble. All right, I'm going to do it. Oh, it's stale. <laughs> oh. Oh, but it is hot. Yes. I'm surprised it's still got its kick, to be honest, but that's it's nice. It's got its kick. There was this video doing the rounds of some guy lighting the end of one of those. Lighting it? Like a cigarette? Yes. Well, no, he wasn't smoking it, but he did light it, yeah. And uh, it burnt with a flame. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Why? Because it, is it made of asbestos or something? Asbestos doesn't burn you, moron. Oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, and so he was like, oh, that must be poison. Look, it's on fire. Yeah. But that's not true. All food is is essentially all dry food is essentially flammable, isn't it? You know what? I've never put that theory to the test. I've never taken a crisp or monster munch and set fire to it. You could because it has to be combustible for us to be able to digest it. That's essentially what's happening. Calories we burn the food I... metabolically. We burn it in our uh, in our digestive system, don't we? That's a very good point, and I think for the first time in my life, I've learned something from you. Because <laughs> uh, I remember we did we did a science experiment to see how many calories were in a peanut. Yeah. At school, and uh, we we basically bunsen burned a peanut. And was it a bright flame? It went up. It went up a treat. Yeah. Wow. I never did that at school. Well, you you went to a shit school, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but you went to a school run by hippies. So, so anyway, um, for our listeners, uh, yeah. these these uh, hot hot flaming hot Cheetos are hot hot, hot hot flaming hot. Is that what's on the packet? No, it just 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 to keep it <laughs> go on. So they are um, essentially a giant what's it? Uh, no, knickknack. Yeah, a knickknack. It's a knickknack, isn't it? So it's almost exactly the same sort of uh, texture as a knickknack. Yeah. But with that flaming hot. And, uh, you know, a knickknack has got to be one of the uh, top snacks. One of your top snacks ever. Well, yeah. And have you seen, Paul, we need, there's something we need to address on the. Uh, oh, go on. There's this uh, internet meme going around about the top tier of crisps and the middle tier. Oh, and... you and your fucking crisps. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, we should address that because it is horseshit, as you will admit. Yeah. Um, they've got, like, you know, stupid things at the top and, like, they just don't know what they're talking about, man. Hang on, you let know? me see if I can find it. Yeah, okay, so there are five tiers. The top tier is God tier, right? And yeah. it has their what's-its, mm. sensations, uh, mild chilli flavour. See, that's that's fucking travesty right there. Yeah, I agree with you with that. There's nothing special about those. They're just they're posh crap. crisps. They're like a posh. fucking kettle chip knockoff. Yeah. That Walker's rushed out. Yeah. And and also, it's like a whole line, sensations. Do you ever see a different flavour? No, know? that roast chicken in time, I think, is the only other one I've seen. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 And that's but, but you're right. I stand, oh. I stand with you on that. OK. Um, next is knickknacks, rib and saucy. Yeah. Well, knickknacks do deserve the top level treatment. Yeah. I don't know where I stand on that. I've not had a knickknack for years. Kettle chips are on there. Cheddar. Mature yeah. cheddar. I don't know. 
just posh way of saying she's an onion. Yeah. And uh, there's a McCoy's cheddar and onion on there as well. Well, so I think McCoy's are cardboardy. They Do you are, know what? What? While we're on the subject of crisps, there's a vending machine in one of the call centres I work at, and they've, you know, just got normal crisps in there usually. But every now and again, you get Brannigans. Really? Yeah. That's a rare treat. Yes. Brannigans um, beef and mustard. That's a nice, healthy snack, that one. It's a great crisp. All right. So That's, is it anywhere near that whole chart? Have they even put Brannigans on there? Let me have a quick look. Spoiler warning. Absolutely no Brannigans on this yeah. list at all. See, let's just, let's just abandon that now. It's a stupid... Oh, no. Stupid... Let's, let's quickly go through it because I think we need to, you know, discuss it a little bit. So God Tier's done. Top Tier has Walker's Prawn Cocktail, Quavers, Doritos Spicy Salsa... Cheese and onion walkers and pickled onion monster munch. Yeah. Would you disagree with any of those particularly? I would have a whole different system. The tier system is bullshit. It's flawed fundamentally from the start. Yeah, of the fact. it's fundamentally flawed. There, there's no distinction made between, you know, types of crisp. What I will say is this, though. The pickled onion monster munch always ranks highly. When I was doing a thing with Paul McCaffrey on radio, uh, Desert Island Crisps, where yeah. comedians were asked what crisps they take to a desert island. Nine times out of ten, pickled onion monster munch came up. It's a it's a it's a huge favourite, especially in uh, in comedy circles. Yeah. It is, and yes, not a single one of these crisps I'm about to say now mentions beef flavoured monster munch, which for me is a premier crisp. I would have to say yes, it edges the pickled onion, doesn't it? I mean, for me, because it feels like a proper meal. Yes. Rather than a snack, so mid tier is mini cheddars. Pom- mini cheddars. See, they're not even a crisp. That's right? not a crisp. They're a biscuit. It's not. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's arguments, there's arguments that can be made, you know what I mean, for like yeah. quavers being a crisp and stuff like that. You know, some people might disagree, the purists. Yeah. But I think we can all, we can all rally round and agree that a fucking ched McCheddar, what are they called? <laughs> mini mini cheddar is yeah. not a crisp. It's it's not at it's all. It's a snack. It's just, it's it definitely falls into biscuit stroke snack territory. Yes. So what else have they got mid tier? Pom bears. Hula Hoops, just ready-salted flavour. Uh, that's, that's a good crisp. That's a good crisp. I'd, I thought that would rank higher, frankly. Uh, Skips, which are also um, prawn cocktail-flavoured, and Pringles. That's the mid-tier. Um, mm-hmm. Low-tier, right? Yeah. Uh, they have here Salt and Vinegar Smith Squares. I've you always that, liked them. You, I think they'd go up on the top tier for me, you know? I, I'd put them on a the top tier. They're a good so, salt and vinegar snack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're a classic snack. In fact, I think there's a bias here towards salt and vinegar crisp because three out of the five on this level are all salt and vinegar. You've got chipsticks, salt and vinegar, and french fries, salt and vinegar. Yeah. Um, they have sun bites, which are the low-calorie low snack thing. Yeah, but- what is that even doing? What is that even doing anywhere near a list of, like, a, a ranking of, of crisps, you know? Here's, here's the one thing I don't like. Low tier has frazzles, yeah. and that is fucking bang out of order. Yeah, frazzles your top tier crisp any day of the week. I would swap out prawn cocktail walkers for frazzles in an instant. So would I. Yeah, bullshit. And the shit tier, the shit tier now. Um, Some of them you can't disagree with. Uh, They have pop chips, which, you know, those kind of air-baked snack. Uh, Salt and vinegar discos, which always tasted fake to me. Um, Didn't like a disco, no? They were fine, but, you know, they they have a weirdly artificial taste, which is saying something considering it's crisp. You think they're different than, they are different, aren't they, to like a square, a a square crisp, a different texture? They exist somewhere between a Pringle and a crisp. It's the only way I can describe it. They also have Twiglets, but I would never put, 
them on a, uh, a list yeah, of crisps. These people need to fucking get their priorities right. Yeah. And and you know do some fucking work. You yeah. Know? And uh, and get a separate whole separate system for snacks. I know? agree. And they can have their 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 twiglets there, their mini cheddars. Yeah. Their goldfish. You know. Yeah. Space Raiders, which I think are unfairly ranked low because they're a good chip. You know. They are. They're a top fucking snack. They are basically. You know, if you see someone eating them, you know they're an actual connoisseur of this stuff. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I agree. I think this is. You've got to search those out these days. Yeah, and I think this is snobbery that it's on the shit tier list. It's snobbery. Basically, their god tier has got all the pricey ones, haven't they? Yeah, and they're all right? the ten p for a packet of Space Raiders is good value for money. Yes. Uh, finally, this is the one I violently disagree with on this shit tier is bacon flavored wheat crunchies, which are. Fuck. That's a, that is in the god tier. That obviously. should be on the god tier. Get rid of sensations. Fuck off. Yeah. Get rid of McCoy's cheddar and kettle chips. The fucking Ponce's choice. But the wheat crunchies right there. Right up there. So that's anyway. the list. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Anyway. Right. So yes. Yeah, so. We've uh, cleared it, the air to, with that to, one now. To conclude. Yeah. Cheetos, flaming hot. Yeah. Yes, please. Every day of the week, I give them nine out of ten. They, they are just. Uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it eight, but only because I don't slightly like the texture more than anything. I like the flavour, but the texture is the only slightly negative thing I would say. All right then. All right. So uh, the next thing we were sent um, were these. We had two bags of uh, peanuts, uh, basically, or one was a kind of nut mix thing, but uh, one was hot and spicy peanuts uh, by Island Snacks. I've got a pack right in front of me here. Um, I'm going to try a few now to, you know, remind the taste buds what they were in the treat for. So let me just have a quick nom of them. Oh, oh, are they good? Yeah. Oh. Oh, they've got a kick. Mm. Not too hot, but it lingers on the palate. Nice. Yeah, that's a good snack. Do you remember those? Yes, uh, very good, very nice. Oh, Not too salty, but definitely uh, got a tang. Yeah, not too salty. They're kind of sweet almost, but in, yeah. in a pleasant way. Um, they were very pleasurable. A nice beer snack on a hot day, I think. So I have something in front of me made by La Isla Snacks, which is exactly the same. Uh, yeah, I think it was like weirdly one of these situations where it was the same company but and the same packaging, but for some reason slightly different branding. Yes. So I have Lahaila snacks, and these are called Botanos con Chili Limon. Oh. And I think essentially what these are is a sort of Latin American style Bombay mix, if you will. Oh, yeah. If, uh, it's kind of a nut mix. You've got almonds in there. You've got some uh, those corn nut things. Yeah. You've got uh, sunflower seeds and you've also got peanuts. Oh. You've got all sorts in there. So you've got a nice mix. And corn chili lemon lemon is lemon chili. He's a lemon chili one. So Ooh. I'm having a few now. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Oh, yeah. I remember them being very nice as well. They had that kind of nice lemony tang at the end of the flavour. You've got a nice zesty citrus kick mm. with the chili it's a great combo and there's a nice obviously there's a nice texture variation with all the different kinds yeah there's a nice collection of flavors and textures in the mouth there yes those are those are very nice indeed excellent um i'm gonna by the way i didn't rate the hot and spicy nuts i'm gonna give them eight out of ten well i'm gonna give the botanas con chili lemon yeah lemon lemon uh eight as well yeah, it's a good hard. It's a hard snack. It's a hard snack, but it's it's a faithful snack and it won't let you down. 
it won't let you down. And also, you've got the health aspect there. It's got nuts. Nuts are good for you. Yeah, they are good. Not too many, because you Not can too... poison yourself, I believe, with too many nuts. Can I've you? Heard, I've heard that rumour somewhere. What, like, how many nuts? I mean, what, I ate two tonnes of nuts, my stomach exploded. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I heard that if you have too many nuts, it's bad for you. Also, uh, spinach. It's bad, bad for you as well. Yeah, you can overdose on spinach. Ugh. Well, no one's going to do that because no one likes spinach. I like spinach. Do you? Of course I do. I like it in small amounts, but, you know, I'd never sit there and go, I'm going to overdose on spinach today. That's how I'm, that's how I'm going to go out. I'm going to leave a suicide note with Popeye drawn on it. It would be an ineffective uh, suicide. It would be. It would be. I, I, I mean, it would be so pathetic, it wouldn't even be seen as a cry for help. It's more as a sort of show-offy thing. Yeah, it, I'd be laughed at. I'd be on all the subreddits, wouldn't I? Stupid twat dies of spinach overdose. Popeye yeah. death. Wouldn't be good. <laughs> no. All right, so nuts and the snack so far, great. But now we're moving on to candy to end okay. this run with. First of all, let's get this one out of the way. Uh, we were sent a thing called Choward's Violets. Now, yeah. they're basically Palmer Violets. And anyone oh, in the UK okay. knows what a Palmer Violet is. It's a purple, chalky sweet that tastes like my nan's kitchen. Well. Well, my nan's bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sucking your nan's panties. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to taste it, but you've put me right off now with that <laughs> comment. So I'm not going to. I don't want They're to. They're talky. They're they talky. Are. Why were these invented as a flavour? I mean, it's interesting that someone goes, yeah, you know what's a really nice flavour for candy? Purple. Lavender. It's a lavender. Lavender. But lavender is what you put on a pillow to sleep or you burn yeah. incense. You don't. I don't know. It's not a candy, is it? It's soapy as well. Very soapy. Like when we had those candies that Stuart Ashen brought that had the moniker, still tastes like soap. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that was Canadian chewing gum, in fact, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was very weird. So, uh, so I, I think it's like one of these old, like, it used to be a popular flavour, perhaps yeah. in the, in the uh, 1800s. Yeah. And it's just a hangover from that. And it's to a modern sensibility, because we associate that kind of odour with cleaning products and perfumed yeah. granny knickknacks. Uh, then we sort of, you know. I wonder who they're popular with, because they still make them. They still make, obviously, millions of them a year, and they sell them. So, I don't know. Old, old racists. Old racists. Okay, so big Florida candy then, I imagine. All right, let's move on to the next one now. Um, so what mark are we going to give those? Oh, uh, four. They're not unpleasant, but they're unremarkable. They're not unpleasant, are they? I'd say four as well, yes. I mean, on a night of smoking a lot of weed, I can get through a couple of packs of these, no props. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's the circumstance I need to eat them under. It's the, I'm stoned, I've got nothing else in the house, the only yeah. candies I've found left are the Violet Palmer things, and um, nom, nom, then nom. Then you'd eat them, yeah. And then my whole mouth and flat smells like potpourri. Right. Do you have anything else with you, by the way? No, that's it. Oh, that's fine. I'll quickly go through the last two then. The last two candies. Uh, one is called, it's by a company called Sedrinka, uh, made in Italy. They have 30% cranberry and they're a kind of boiled sweet. Oh, yeah, I remember this. With a cranberry gooey centre. Now, I really like these. I'm going to have another one right now. Uh, what do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, they they got this nice sort of cranberry flavour and the 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 the, the gooey centre and uh, a boiled sweet with a gooey centre. What more can I say? You know, it's a dependable a, candy. It's a dependable candy and it's an unusual flavour. It is, I and uh, you that. know, unlike all of this cheap stuff that we sometimes eat, which is these horrible chalky 
you know, with different colours, but there's no differentiation in flavour and all of these, you know, nasty stuff we've tasted over the years. Those do actually have a distinct cranberry taste. Mm, they do. I'm sucking on it now. It's nice. It's not the strongest cranberry flavour. It doesn't overwhelm the palate. The amplitude is not quite there, uh, to borrow a phrase. <laughs> but I will say this about them. Very nice, very chewy. You couldn't have too many because they're very sweet. But yes. they come wrapped in this little kind of wrapper, which you think is fair enough. It's kind of you know, non-stick wrapper, but then the candy itself is wrapped in this tinfoil thing, which it is completely stuck to. And yeah. it's got bits of tinfoil on. So now I'm sucking this candy and I'm sucking bits of metallic paper at the same time. Yeah, and it gives it that nice frisson of electric shock against mm. your feelings. My, yeah, my feelings are not enjoying that right now. I'm just thinking, why not just put it in the in the original wrapper? Why does it have to go the extra mile and stick some tinfoil on it? It's, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. So um, I'm going to give that... I'm going to give that a seven. That's a nice candy. I recommend that. The Sen Senrica uh, Cranberry Boiled Red Candy Sweet. 100% natural. And it's a six from me on those. Oh. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. And finally, um, Sour Power Sorts. Now, these are like strawberry laces, but they come in a variety of flavors. They're strawberry, green apple, raspberry, and tutti frutti. I'm going to have a blue one, which for some reason blue is the universal colour of raspberry. It certainly is, yes. Never understood that. Well, they've got to differentiate between red, which is strawberry, don't they? Yeah, but why not go for like can't a purple? You can't just have two red ones and one strawberry, one raspberry, would you? Purple? Purple is grape. Oh, well, yeah. You see, yeah, you now see? grape ruins it for everyone. Grape it's could be green and purple. Well, no, you never get green grape sweets. Not in, not in this culture. No, not in American culture. They see their grapes as purple and purple, purple only. Purple only. I remember those as being a bit underpowered on the whole sour end. It's the thing. I'm trying one now. Oh, the raspberry one. Very sweet. Flavour's not great. Not very sour at all. In fact, there's no sour to it. It's just got that sugary sherbet on. Yeah. Completely fine. But God, no. <laughs> no, there's not. There's no sour there. You know me. I like my sour candy. Yeah. And when it comes, when it's lacking in the sour, I can't help but dock it a fair few points. Okay, so what would you say for those? Five, middle of the road candy there. I'm going to actually try the Tutti Frutti one, which is yellow, which I guess makes sense. Because I didn't try the Tutti Frutti one last time, and I want to see what they think Tutti Frutti tastes like. So I'm going to give what it is Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti, I don't know. It's a very good question. I don't know what the legal definition of Tutti Frutti is. <laughs> Let me uh, try this. Hmm. Now, judging by this, it tastes a little bit of pineapple. Yeah. And that's about it. It's it exotic, like a, isn't it? It's a lemony kind of um, lemony f kind of thing, I don't know, with a bit of pineapple. Again, <laughs> not very sour. Five, then, yeah. yeah. What are those called again? They are called the Sour Power Sorts, with see? a Z on the end of sorts. Yeah, Sour Power should be called Sour Sort of Hint. Yeah, that's it. You're right. They should say Suggestion. Of oh, Sour. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Sour for pussies. Oh, here we go. Tutti Frutti. What is the flavour of Tutti Frutti? I've done the research. It's coming in hot off the presses. Tutti Frutti, from the Italian, which means all fruits, ah. uh, is a culinary oh. confectionery containing various chopped and unusually flavoured candied fruits or an artificial created flavouring simulating the combined flavours of many different fruits. There you go. So it's mostly for fruits. ice cream. Yes. So it doesn't really answer that, really. It just says well, it's a, it's a, of It's a candied fruit mix, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. yeah. There you go. We haven't really answered that, but I'm going to give those. What did I give it? Five? Yeah, five's yeah. honest. Five's an honest. Five as well. Yeah. So what was our top top snack from the, and this American selection? I think we're both going to have to maybe agree on the Cheetos, aren't we? Yes, Cheetos. I mean, that's why they're a world leader. Yeah. 
they're a world leading brand. They make a good snack. They do make a good snack. Ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at some point, we're going to have to do a hot food challenge where we're going to have to find the hottest food we can find and, I'm see, up for it. and see where they go between pleasurable and hot and then just unpleasant and overly powerly hot. You know what I'm I mean? so I'm so ready for that. I think that's what our listeners deserve. Yeah. To hear us hurting ourselves. Yes, I think if anyone's listening to this and they can recommend anything hot, a snack, a food type, uh, we're not going to do chilies. That's ridiculous because chilies are hot. We know that. We're looking for flavored hot snacks. Okay. That yeah. has to be the remit, I think. I think that's a good remit. I think that's wise. I think we can go up towards maybe like spicy chicken wings. Maybe you can maybe do yeah. that. I could do that. So that's our remit. If you've got any ideas, get in touch with us on the Cheap Show. Um, website and stuff and you know find us on twitter at the cheap show uh, right that's it we've uh, now contractually obliged <laughs> ourselves in filling in the gap in the show that we uh that i fucked up on okay so back to the show back to the more nice sounding show we're back in the room and eli and i like to go to charity shops and you know peruse and find mystic treasures don't we i love a love a charity shop treasure i think though we may have been usurped there's a guy on youtube whose channel's called original vlogger 80s weird paul no relation he's a guy who goes to thrift stores that's uh, american for charity shop. yeah thrift stores and buys hauls and comes back with his treasures and i found one of his videos and i thought you know what we should do Evaluators evaluations. Let's have a look at this. So, Let's have a look at this. Uh, you can see Paul there. He's got a delightful haircut. He looks like he's in some kind of cult. Yeah. I like the fact that he's got original vlogger on, but he can't substantiate that fact. What's an original vlogger? Like the, one of the first wave of vloggers? Yeah, like the original OG vlogger, yo. He's one of those guys. Right. I like the fact that his haircut is half monk, half monkeys. It's it got is. a bowl head. He's got a bowl but head. But it's also got the kind of Mersey B, like... Bowled thing going on. He's got on. the mop top going there, and he's also got a what I describe as a pedo's tash. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. So this is from March nineteen, not nineteen sixteen. <laughs> this is from March twenty sixteen. Oh, uh, this year. Let's see what he's found this month. It's time once again for my monthly thrift store score video. Now already you're thinking too overeager. Yeah, really creepy. He's creepy. I kind of wonder how affected that is, how he's leaning into this weird look he's got. I don't know. I think he's trying to he's trying to play up the weird, isn't he? If that was his Tinder profile picture, swipe next. You're not you're not <laughs> looking into his. Uh, you know you're not you're not interested. Well, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? Anyway, let's see what he's got for us. Today we'll take a look at my thrift store haul from March of 2016. Everything you see in this video is purchased at a thrift store, unless I say otherwise. Yeah, unless I say otherwise. Get it right. So. What if it isn't? Then it's not doesn't fit. He says, you know, he's he's making sure that everyone knows the parameters of his investigation. Okay, all right. Well, I'm with this. I'm with. I like this. I'm, right. I'm looking forward to the rest of this. Now. All right, good. And almost everything in the video was one dollar or usually less. Ooh, oh, that's good. Let's start off today with miscellaneous. I got a whole bunch of new magnets. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, it. those are cool. Oh, they're all right then. Let's have a look at them. A lot of these are various products or companies. He's got Crest. He's got Hush Puppies. Sparkle, whatever that is, and, and Simply Goodness. That's got to be fruit juice or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that is, because it's an apple with a top on it. Yeah, so I like a... the Crest one because it's in the shape of the bottle of toothpaste you get. Tube. Tube of toothpaste. Yeah. I was excited to get these Isley's Magnets, a Pittsburgh company famous for their Klondike ice cream bars. Wow. There's also goes... an egg and a cartoon owl. Now, I've seen well, those see... eggs. I've seen oh, those yeah. eggs before, yeah. See, I thought egg magnets, yeah. After last week, the owl might have piqued your fancy there in his collection, but I'm guessing... You're on the eggs this time. Well, it's, yeah. 
I like the eggs. And there's a, yeah, this we've is got, great. We've got some puff, this guy's great. puffy mag, uh, stickers there as well. Oh, those are the ones that they're slightly... Uh, Foam in them, so they yeah. all kind of stick out. Plus three vintage 1974 puffy magnets. Puffy. A Duesenberg J, Renault, and a Phonix Daimler. It's not Renault. I also got stickers of Scooby-Doo, Dora, Winnie the Pooh, Lady and the Tramp, and Hello Kitty. Now, if I walked into that man's house and saw that paraphernalia, I'd think... Let's call the police. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's worry now, about a guy who's got way too many Dora the Explorer, Winnie the Pooh, and Disney stickers. Half-used sticker packs yeah. just lying around. Yeah, um, He's buying anything. He buys it. It's a haul, isn't it? But yeah, it listen, is. now now that we're on Hello Kitty, can we just clear this up? Yeah. Is Hello Kitty a cat? Yeah. Is it female? Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to do the research on Hello Kitty right now. Is that well, all right? I, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. It's not a cat, and it's a, it's a guy. It's a guy called Mr. Smith. This is where I have to look it up now and go off one of the Ganon tangents. Hello Kitty, uh, what's it say? Fictional character produced by Japanese company Sanrio, blah, blah, blah. Shortly after her creation in 1974, Hello Kitty greeted the world with a hello on her first product. Da, 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 da. It doesn't say anything about what you're saying. It doesn't. Look, look, there you go. G- 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 what? Push it back. What? Push what? it down. Push it. That's what you... <laughs> oh, God. Shut up. Character Listen, background. Where does it say anything about look, it being... Kitty. Hello Kitty's portrayed with a large family with the surname White, yeah? Where does it say that? Her, there. Oh, okay, White. Her, her twin, twin sister, sister Mimi. Mimi White is a... It's described as shy and very girly. All right, but it doesn't say anything about it being a bloke. It's a bloke, believe it's me. It's not. It isn't human. She's not quite a cat either. Sanrio further stated Hello she Kitty is human, was done she's not a cat. In the motif of a cat, it's going too far to say that Hello Kitty is not a cat. So it's this weird in-between cat and human thing. It's a trans kitty it's a, it's cat. A, it's a weird thing, mate. It's a weird thing. Hello Kitty also has a pet hamster called Sugar. How can a cat have a pet? That's a fucking rabbit hole. Who's a hamster? Not, we're not going down that. There's no need. There's absolutely no need. And what's the hamster called? Sugar it, monster? No, just Sugar. <laughs> it was a gift from a friend. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's watch <laughs> this guy. Come All on. Right. I like his stickers. I love not being you. <laughs> But the prize was this. That was him reading a card, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Not, yeah, not a him. comment on us. That sounded him like him responding and saying, "I'm the I'm the don of <laughs> charity shop stuff." But the prize was this 1979 Kellogg Sugar Smacks Diggum Sticker Trading Card. Wow! It was a series of all 50 states. I found North Dakota. I got some more erasers for my collection. Mate, oh. I love this. A sneaker. I want hot air balloon. I want footprint. I want all of smiley those. Smiley face. A cartoon panther head. Wow. And dim sum. Here's two 2008 Olympic Games bookmarks. You're loving this, actually, I aren't you? I absolutely love this in an unironic and open-hearted <laughs> way. Look at those erasers he's got. They're great. The dim sum one was actually really impressive. I'll give you that. The not... shoe one. I want one of those shoe ones. All right, let's see what else he's got. These are lenticular. Oh, and lenticular. this pen that says, Greetings from your teacher. I also got this coaster. It's from the Alexandria, Virginia bar, Bilbo Baggins. I couldn't verify if it's vintage, but it looks old. Mm. What are midget widgets? <laughs> it's a very good guy. question. I love this guy. What are midget widgets? He's going to tell us, I think. Yeah, let's find out. Well, there are a couple of little hand-painted Santa Clauses. We need to get in touch with this guy. Seems like painting think, yeah, them must have right. been a real pain in the ass. I also got this bag of 23 balloons. <laughs> but these aren't just any balloons. On one side, they say, just say no. Excellent. <laughs> Anti-drug balloons. He just goes in and indiscriminately buys anything. Bag of balloons would just say no. That's fine. No, come on. This is all quality stuff. If I was doing, uh, you know, 
anything. Price of shite. Yeah. And I saw any of this stuff. You'd I'd snap it up. Yeah, We'd have would. a lovely episode talking about that stuff. All right, here we go then. On the other side, Hills. Hills was one of my teenage hangouts, and they all closed in 1999. These are rare. Mm. One of the hardest things to find at thrift stores are vintage video games. There aren't that many of them, and everyone wants now them. Now I'm interested. So I was pretty excited to find this. A joystick. A 1982 <laughs> Wico Command Control joystick for the Atari 2600. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. It works great, and it cost it? me 75 cents. What? That's good. I also got the <laughs> April 2013 issue of Mad Magazine. Nice. And yeah. four Invisible Ink books. I loved doing these when I was growing Do up. Do you remember those? Yeah. Let's move on to DVDs. It was a pretty dry month. I got the Muppet movie and the best of Benny Hill. Benny, Benny Hill! Hill! Keeps popping up, doesn't he? does he? keep week. popping up. And he's, I don't know, he must be excited about that purchase. I think, you know, Benny Hill was hated yeah. by the sort of uh, the alternative scene. It got old fast. In the 80s. Uh, but it's quite funny, some of it, isn't it? Mm. I like it when he pats that bull guy's head. <laughs> Double feature. I also got these VHS tapes for between a dime and a quarter each. And just for qualification, they are films like Striptease, Mr. Mom, Half Moon Street, and Gorky Park. Oh, nice. Nice uh, haul. Yeah. Uh. Rush live in Exit Stage Left. And Rush drummer Neil Peart's double tape set, A Work in Progress. Wow, that's awful. I collect Vestron releases, and I got Mr. Mom, Gorky Park, and the Care Bears movie. Also, Richard Pryor, live on the Sunset Strip. Harlow, starring one of my favorite actresses, Carol Baker. And Half Moon Street with Michael Caine and Sigourney Weaver on the Embassy label. Two thumbs up. Two MGM gatefolds of Victor Victoria and Showboat, plus an old CBS Fox drawer box of the Conicheros. Yeah. I didn't oh. realise that you had those. Yeah, it was just the whole thing to sell VHS in a slightly so, more sparkly way. That's nice. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh. And last but not least, strip tease with Demi Moore. You're fucking. Oh, I've got that on VHS. Oh, you don't see a minge, but you see a tit. Do you? Yeah, I did wank to that film. Though. You wank to that film. It's very hard. We got after embarrassing me with the smell of my poo poo, trying to say Eli's poo smells bad. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, who's in a relationship here? Yeah, me. Right, Look, and who's not? Demi Moore. Who's not? Was you. Who's not? You, apparently. How oh. am I going to get one? <laughs> well. Not by you saying my poo smells bad. <laughs> what, you whacked off to Demi Moore? Brilliant. The hard part was, though, is that in the scene I was uh, jostling myself to, it kept cutting back to Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so always, I had to time it right. That's always so a wood killer, isn't it? I was, I was coming at the right moment and not fucking Burt Reynolds' grisly old face. <laughs> Although Is he it was, dead yet? No. Spoilers. I came when I saw his face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The unrated version. Oh. Ooh, how kinky. Also came home with this video 8 tape of someone's baby footage. From oh, night- that's okay. creepy. That's creepy. That's what Dollarhide does in Red Dragon. Does he? Yeah, that's the, you know, he, he worked in a video store place that was transferring tapes, and that's how he got to know the insides of people's houses, because they saw their home security based on uh. like their videos. To buy a tape randomly. Just to, watch it, just to watch someone's baby. Let's move on now from video to audio. I got a stack of classic 8-track tapes. Alive 2 by Kiss, Double Vision by Foreigner, Passing Through by the James Gang, Occupation oh. Fool by George Carlin, cool. Fandango and Trey Hombres by ZZ Top, oh, plus Shoot Out at the Fantasy Factory by Traffic. I only scored Excellent. one cassette in March, <laughs> and it was the We Are The World album. Uh, not so good. No. But I got all of these CDs for 50 cents or less each. 
Frank Zappa, Overnight Sensation. Mm -hmm. Busta Rhymes, Extinction Level Event. That's a good album. Rev It Up by Vixen. The Beastie Boys, Check Your Head. Again, classic. Queen Strikes Empire. <laughs> Marvin the Album by Frente. I don't Legend know by Leonard Skinner. Memorabilia by Mark Almond and well, Soft Cell. And Dare to Be Stupid and Bad Hair Day by Weird Al. Hey, Paul, uh, Weird Al. It's the thing. It's like, I like the fact that he just buys anything without prejudice. Yeah. There's no, there's no taste here. There's no kind of, I like this, I'm getting these. It's like, that's good, I'll have that, that's all right, I'll have that. The thing is, his house looks like an episode of Hoarders. I like this guy. Yeah, I know you do. I like this guy. What else has he got for us? I also found one of the coolest examples of CD packaging ever. This Peeping Tom CD opens by pulling the cover to the right. Now, for March's vinyl scores. Oh, this Ooh. is where we're going to get good Ooh. now. Eli's firming up. He's got a fucking... Chub on. He's got a nice chub on. It's peaking. Let's push it over the edge. Johnny Cash at San Quentin. Got Beautiful that. copy for 33 cents. Lots of soundtracks. Live and Let Die. Ooh. Pal Joey. Hold On by Herman's Hermits. Ooh. Old radio recordings of Sherlock oh, Holmes featuring like Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce. Comedy pianist Victor Borges' Fairy Tales. Brilliant. A chubby checker twist record. The Monkey's Headquarters. Oh, man. And a Flat and Scruggs two record set, but only one record was in it. Oh. Oh, I also like got a picture sleeve 45 flat of the and 80s Scruggs John. Are good, you know. Say what? Flat and Scruggs. I don't know anything it's about it. It's like them. that kind of country instrumental good old boy. stuff. We're going down to no, the they basement. Don't sing. They, they don't sing. It's just sort of Play banjo. Very good. All right, What else has he got then in his final collection? It's a 7 inch there, I think. Here's a few more records that I did not get at a thrift store. I got them at a used bookstore. Blondie, Heart of Glass, mm -hmm. Debbie Harry, French Kissing, and Rush Rush from Scarface. He likes I Only Want to Be With You by Samantha Fox and mm. the Kinks Come Dancing. And I got this picture disc. Jingle Bears on Teddy Bear Picture Records, <laughs> based on Jingle Bells. No, really? Is it? Let's find out what it sounds like. Jingle bears, jingle bears, jingle all the way. Now, played slower, that's Nightmare Fuel. That is Nightmare Fuel. And that brings us to Toys and Games. Oh. At some thrift stores, you can find grab bags of small toys. Even though there's recent junk in most of the bags, I always look carefully to find the best bag. I knew that I wanted this bag because I saw that there was a 1981 Keep On Singing Ziggy figurine inside of it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Other cool stuff in there included this small inflatable guitar, these T-Rex 3D glasses, Mate. an Angry Birds shooter. This is all so cool. It's not cool. <laughs> it's interesting. It, no, cool is like, I found this album by a dead artist and it's really rare. Not, is Walter in Scraggs and fucking good old boys twangy time. Yeah, it's cool. All right, okay, what else you got? Whoopee cushion, a rubber biscuit, two <laughs> California Highway Patrol Frisbees, some vintage <sighs> gumball machine prizes, and oh. a 1991 die-cast metal tailspin plane featuring Kit. Want. This was a Happy Meal prize from McDonald's. Mont, you are really fucking into this. I really like this guy. Oh, my Apart God. from the hair. And the, the the whole thing with his hair, but and the and the slightly kiddie fiddly attitude. He has not. How has he got a kiddie fiddly attitude? He buys toys and kids stuff and so? keeps them in his hoard attic for pain moments of his life. That's okay. He, he rolls naked into, in his findings. He can be into whatever he likes to be into as long as he's not harming anyone else. All right. As a stamp collector, 
I really appreciate this 1973 octagonal-shaped postage-paid jigsaw puzzle from Springbok. Wow. I grew up doing lots of puzzles like this one, and it's only about 500 pieces. And I got a 1985 Family Feud game for Ooh. 65 cents. See, no. yeah, that's peak Survey interest, says... That's good. Oh, look! <laughs> Here's a 70s deck of Stroh's beer playing cards. Unfortunately, they're not all there. Maybe I could substitute in some of these other random cards? I also got three X-Men trading cards and one 1996 Geodude card. It's from the Japanese version, Pocket Monsters. Even though it's not vintage, I still wanted this wooly willy that I got for a quarter. Now, he is talking about a man he met outside the shop. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, have you seen those woolly willies? Yeah, it's the little magnet thing where you put beard on someone's face. Those are pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah, that, look, that one there looks like you. <laughs> it does, it looks like you in that video. What, with the big red nose? Yeah, the drunken big red nose and the unkempt hair and beard and the look of disdain and hopelessness in his eyes. Oh, that's what, you. I, it's, what, that's me? Yeah. I haven't had one of these since I was a kid in the 70s. Hey, oh. <laughs> Shut up. Shut okay, everybody ready? Yeah. Because now it's time for the find of the month. Oh. On the last day of March, I got all three of these vintage board games in one thrift store trip for just $2 each. Fuck me. The 1984 Baby Smurf game from Milton Bradley. Pick out the Smurf that best represents your personality and win by being the player to successfully babysit Baby Smurf. The 1985 Hug-A-Bunch Helping Hand to Hug-A-Land game from Parker Brothers. Go to the magical place of Hug-A-Land and be the first player to spell the word Hug-Song. Okay, it, okay, what? I see what you mean now. What? About him being a bit fiddly. Yeah, funny enough, that game called uh, Hug-A-Bunch gave the police a uh, bugger-hunch. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We've heard that you've uh, been buggering people. Oh, uh, yeah. There's bugger been a rumour. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> And the 1984 Cabbage Patch Kids hide-and-seek game from Milton Bradley. Pick a card from the deck of kids. Then, as they descend into the Cabbage Patch, try to be the first to find a match. I got everything that you saw in this video for about $24. I can't pay my rent this month. He can. You think? Yeah, look. I don't know. That house looks sketchy. It looks like the kind of house that... When someone's been arrested for being a serial killer, that's what they find in his place of residence. So when did this video come out? March 2016. Okay, he's cool. I like this. I hope that you enjoyed seeing this month's thrift store haul. If you did, don't forget to click on the like button down below. I'll see you soon with more memories. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, so if you want to check him out, he has more stuff like that. His house must be a death trap or what they call a Collier's Mansion. Do you know what a Collier's Mansion is? No. Collier's Mansion is a term that fire uh, fighters in America give to houses that are stuffed full of crap and hoarders. Hoarders, hoarders. Because there were two guys in New York called the Collier Brothers, and they were hoarders and mega rich and they never left their house for years. And when they finally got into the house, it was just mountains of books and tats yeah. and everything. So they call it a Collier's Mansion as a result. I did not know that. There That's you good, go. that. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, they were rich? Yeah, but elusive. Just in their house. Yeah. They found one of them dead under a pile of books and things really? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really interesting story about it if you check it up on Wikipedia. But for now, original vlogger, 80s weird Paul, living up to his name, uh, we are we are not worthy. We're not worthy. That was just some great, great, great stuff there. <sighs> you two should get a room. <laughs> right, to end, I've got another charity shop challenge, something that I found in a charity shop. This week, I have found the Call My Bluff book. Now, Eli, explain to people who might not know what Call My Bluff is. Call My Bluff was a, a television programme. Excellent work. <laughs> from the 
I think BBC. Uh, BBC. Yeah, BBC television game. And, no, correct me if I'm wrong. And someone would come on mm-hmm. and pretend... No, that's what's my line. Yeah. Uh, what was Call My Bluff? Call My Bluff was where there was uh, two teams and they were given a word and they both described the definition of that word ah. differently. So it was kind of like... One was correct definition and one was a, a bluff, a made-up There definition. were two bluffs and one real definition and it was up to the other team to fiddle out what was the... Not fiddle out, find <laughs> out. Fiddle out, something. Yeah, fiddle out. God, you've got fiddling on your brain. It's, I blame Weird Paul, all right, with his... Child catcher dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so basically you had to guess what the real definition of a word was and they would give you three options and you had to guess. I So the book is delightful. It was 65p when it came out originally. Ooh. Uh, it's been compiled by Frank Muir and Patrick Campbell, who I believe were the hosts, the team captains they were. of both teams at the time. And how much did you pay for it? I paid 50p. Well, so it hasn't gone down that much in Not price, all that it? much, no. There are all kinds of crazy things in this. Definitions of words for you to guess. Uh, rare words that you just don't see anymore. It's a bit like a kind of daft little dictionary, a QI-ish kind of thing. And how, we're going to play each other. Well, yeah, we'll do win. two little different uh, games. Uh, I'm going to beat you at something again. If, yeah? you, if you have to define the success in your life over how many small piddling games you can beat me in in our podcast, then that's fine. I do. If that helps you sleep at night. It does. After rubbing your tummy stick. <laughs> Stop! Everything's wanking with you. Not everything. Everything. Not everything. Everything is wanking. Something's you know, I touch the Cheetos and I have to rub it on my wanky stick. <laughs> I fucking everything. You're always trying to encourage me to touch my John Nobbin. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you a word. You have, to, and then I'm gonna give you. And then I wank, do I? Yeah. And then I have a fucking wank. Yeah. Right. You, you get what? I'm gonna what give you good? a word. Three definitions. You tell me what the real definition is. Okay. Wanking. No. My tummy sticks are wild. <laughs> Shut off. The word right. today okay. is hickboo. Yeah, hickboo. H-I-C-K-B-O-O. Hickboo. Hickboo. So definition A. A hickboo is a form of silencer that Singalese mothers fit to their babies. I don't know what Singalese is. Mothers from Singapore. Nash, na, nash, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Singalese mothers fit to their babies. It is a short, thickish stick that serves as a dummy, gag and toothing stick. That sounds kind, yeah, horrific. Sounds, when was this book published? Uh, right? This was probably like the late, maybe late 70s, early 80s. It's a, it's a stick to control your child with. 1972. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so king, kind Singalese mummies cut their hickboos from sugar bamboo, which transforms them into lollipops. Still a lollipop that is gagging you and is attached to you your head. You are effectively still sticking a, a piece s- of tree in a baby's mouth baby. and saying, shut it. Yeah. Shut it. Okay, but that might not be the right definition. Might not be. Okay, it give might me the other be. two. So the other one is B. A hickboo, in the language of the United States of America, was what they would now call a non-event. Non-events which take place frequently in the modern world, and those events which, overpuffed in advance by the press, radio and TV, prove to be a dreary anti-climax when they actually happen. Typical hickboos include the catering trade and convenience food equipment manufacturers beauty queen competition <laughs> right. and the honours list. So okay. that's that. Okay. And you know, like the Oscars. They're hickaboos. Yeah. It's the 78th Oscars. Uh, Who's going to win? You know, if you're a, a beautiful actor or actress and you play someone with a wonky leg or mouth, Oscar gold. Oscar gold. And number three is hickaboo. Here is a word of nostalgic memory to all those readers who recall the Zeppelin raids of World War One. Oh, those great raids. When <laughs> you we all remember them. We, they bombed my house. It's I so love it. pretty. Yeah. As the ominous silver cigar appeared in the sky or a squadron of gothers was sighted, loud cries of hickboo, you chaps, 
were heard in the Royal Flying Corps. And up went the Sop with Pups, the SE2s and similar frail aircraft in hot pursuit. Hickboos are a slang word for the air raid and did not survive the First World War. Baloney. That one's definitely false. That's such a British definition, isn't it? I just don't think. So I'm thinking it's probably... uh, I'm going to go for the uh, non-event. You're going to say it's the non-event. It is the anti-climax. Yes. So, for instance, maybe in your case, I had sex last night and it was a hick boo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then I had to wank and I farted. (laughs) (sighs) What's the... What Am I right? So what you say, B? Yeah. Hick boo is C. The uh, name for a Zeppelin during the wow, Second World War. I was totally wrong. Or First World War, even. World War One. So there you go. How fascinating is that? So do I do one for you now? Well, I got one that I picked out, not because I've seen the answer, because I generally haven't, but because I want to see if I can get it, because I'm, I'm a bit of a Sherlock Holmes person. Is it about Sherlock Holmes? Basically, from what I understand, having a quick read, there are three paragraphs for it there from Sherlock Holmes. Only one of them is a real paragraph from a book. Okay, shall I read these? Yeah, and I assure you I have not found the answer out to this. I just saw it when I opened up just two minutes ago and thought, okay. I want to have a crack at this. Okay, so uh, one of these is actually from The Dancing Men by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. You've read them all, I tell I have you. read them all, yeah. Do you remember? I think The Dancing Men is the one where it's like codes. Uh, on, on Someone sent a code that has stick men that are all in dancing positions, and it's a code, a countdown to when their death is going to happen, I think. Okay. I think. So, it's one of these three paragraphs. Okay. This I'm is l- paragraph A. Now, remember, you're an actor, so sell these. <clears throat> it was a wild, tempestuous night towards the close of October 1894. All day, an equinoctial gale... <laughs> had raged through Baker Street, beating against our windows like some malevolent spirit bent upon invasion of our cosy sanctuary. At every gust... (laughs) Sounds very very suspect. (laughs) At every gust, the very house itself seemed to quake and cower before the fierce onslaught of nature. Is it that one, or is it this one? B. Holmes had been seated for some hours in silence, with his long, thin back curved over a chemical vessel in which he was brewing a particularly malodorous product. (laughs) That's like you were in the toilet. (laughs) Ow! Ow! It hurts to laugh, but it's worth it. You finished now? Yeah. His head was sunk upon his breast, and he looked, from my point of view, like a strange, lank bird with dull grey plumage and a black topknot. Oh. He had a black top knot. Yeah. Oh, that's very trendy, isn't mm. it? Hipster top knot. Eh? Oh, well, Sherlock Holmes and Watson were only in their early 30s during these stories. Uh, now, is it that one? All right. Or is it C? All right. If you had to pick out the first two, where would you uh, be? Uh... So far, B, because I think the first one's far too flowery for Arthur Conan Doyle. I'd, I'd have to agree with you, therefore. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you. But C might quench it. Clinch yeah, exactly. It we just don't know. Give me so C. this is C. I observe, Watson, said he suddenly that your barber is left-handed, plays the cornet, and walks with a limp. I stared at him, amazed. But how could you possibly know that, I cried. Because I saw you walk out of your barbers, you fuck. <laughs> you, you don't Come know. On, sorry. Yeah. With twinkling eyes, he reached for the old clay pipe with which he rounded off his working day with a nice bowl full of crack. Elementary, my dear Watson, said he. Right. So that's got the famous... Yeah, but it was never called that in the book. It was always called the 1% solution or whatever it was called. What, the the cocaine? Yeah, it was always deferred to in some kind of oblique manner. His 1% solution was there sitting on the blah, blah, blah. And he did a massive hell of it and then went off on one. And went fucking bonker crazy (laughs) smack up time. 
smacking around. Okay, so is it A, it was a wild, tempestuous night? No. B, Holmes had been seated for some hours in silence? Or C, I observe, Watson, said he suddenly, that your barber is left-handed, plays the cornet and walks with a limp. I'm going to stick with B. That sounds like the most underplayed, dour Arthur Conan Doyle description. Okay, so you're saying it's B. You are correct. Oh! Oh, I'm very good at you this. Are. You're good at what? Yeah. Good. I am. I know my home. So you weren't, you weren't fooled by the elementary, my dear. Watson, no, because that was just stuck in there for a construct. So people, yeah, yeah, what a load of bullshit. Well, we've had fun there, haven't we? Paul? Yes, I've learned how intelligent I am. Mm. And I'm going to now have a lovely tug of my junk. <laughs> God. What? Uh, oh, anyway, that was Cheap Show, episode shall 25. Do, shall I do the sign off? Yeah, go on. Rabbit! <laughs> save it uh, join us next time on the podcast if you like what you hear go to thecheapshow.co.uk for our website and designated pages with pictures and videos to accompany what you've heard today also go to Twitter and Facebook and look for us there on Twitter we are at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show and I'm at Eli Snoid and uh, get involved rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave a comment and like and spread the love if you enjoyed what you heard we've got loads of other episodes in our back catalogue check them out some live some not they're all lovely and now go fuck yourself there you go ladies and gentlemen we've been Cheap Show good night <laughs>